I really want to be focused intentionally on God's vision for my life and committed fully to the fact that that living out that vision is the victory that I need to celebrate. If I can walk in the path that God has called me to, that is victory. If I produce outcomes, wonderful, but that is what I want to deem every bit of success on in 2024. Welcome to Authentic Conversations. I'm your host, Ryan James Miller, and I believe the way to freedom, fulfillment, and success ultimately comes by living as the most authentic version of yourself. If you're ready to live the life you've dreamed of, you're in the right place. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 209 of the Authentic Conversations podcast. Um, This is the final episode that I will be recording for 2023. Uh, This will go live right before the end of 2023 as well, Uh, but this will be the last time that we will record in 2023. Uh, And then uh, just to preview for you, we have an incredible uh, kickoff to season four. Uh, We already have some uh, just awesome episodes that are being planned. Also have some other really cool things that I'll talk about in a little bit that we're going to do with the podcast in 2024. Uh, But for now, uh, I want to uh, just spend some time uh, reflecting with you. And I want to do this for a couple of reasons. Uh, First off, uh, I'd love to just share with you um, uh, where where, uh, I finished my year highs, lows, challenges, things that I'm grateful for, uh, things that I've learned. Uh, But also, I want to help you by me sharing kind of my process. I want to help you work through your own. Uh, And so hopefully, this will help you to do something similar. Because at the end of every year, most of us take some time, hopefully, to reflect back on the year that happened and then look forward to the year that's coming, thinking about uh, goal setting, planning, uh, all of that good stuff. I'm doing that with all of my one-to-one clients right now, doing that with my consulting uh, clients that I'm working with, uh, and then definitely we're doing that for ourselves, doing that for my own business, doing that for myself personally, uh, and I'll share a little bit of uh, that process with you uh, as I work through that. So, I want to work through, uh, just I want to share with you my highlights, just things that I'm incredibly grateful for uh, that happened in 2023. I'm sure I'm going to miss a few, uh, but these are some of the things that stick out to me most. Uh, So one of the coolest things actually happened uh, at the turn of the new year, uh, December 31st into January 1st, 2023. Uh, I was able to officiate the wedding of my brother and sister, now sister-in-law, and it was just an incredible night. I love officiating weddings. It's one of the greatest gifts uh, that I was given when I became a pastor of the church was uh, stepping into understanding how to do that, why I should do that, uh, and then being just given opportunity after opportunity to do that. This was definitely the most special one for me because this was my brother. Uh, And so it was just an incredible time. Our family came in uh, from all around the country. Uh, to celebrate together. 
Uh, we went into the wee hours. We celebrated the new year together uh, with the band Flash Pants, which uh, if you haven't heard of them, you got to look them up. They're super cool cover band that my brother and sister-in-law hired to, uh, to perform at their wedding. Anyway, so it was just an incredible time. Um, that wasn't the only wedding that I officiated in 2023. I was also fortunate to officiate the wedding of good friends of mine, Frank and Lexi. Uh, we were able to travel down to Cabo San Lucas. Uh, we were at this amazing resort uh, and we just got to spend uh, three or four, I can't remember exactly now, uh, days down there, just celebrating and resting and uh, just uh, honoring their relationship. They are two just dear, dear friends, wonderful people. So I got to officiate that wedding as well, which was so awesome. Um, I think that that may be the last wedding that I ever officiate, but who knows uh, what God has in store in the future. Um Another really cool thing that happened this last year. So right on the cusp of me turning 45, which I did on March 28th, uh, that's my birthday. Um, we were competing in the Worldwide CrossFit Open, which is a annual competition that all CrossFit uh, members have the ability to participate in. Usually three or 400,000 people participate. And it's just an opportunity to see where you stack up in the world against uh, everybody, against people in your specific age category, um, as well as just against yourself to see where you fall in uh, as it relates to last year. And to be super honest with you, while I was excited for the Open because it's always just something to push myself in and a target uh, to kind of focus on, I hadn't taken this that last CrossFit year as seriously as I had in years past. I was uh, taking more days off, which actually was probably helping me. I just I wasn't as focused on the technical aspects. I was just kind of overall working on my fitness. And I was surprised that uh, so when you uh, reach 35 years old in CrossFit, uh, you can qualify for the master's categories and master's categories are in five year increments, 35 to 39, uh, 40 to 44, 45 to 49 uh, and so on. And so um, I was in uh, that year or this year, the 45 to 49 category because I was turning 45 during this competition year. Anyway, and so I was surprised to find out that I qualified uh, for the next round of the competition. So for the Masters athletes, they do the Open, which everybody does. They do the quarterfinals, uh, which uh, is the uh, the top 10% of all Masters athletes in each age category. Uh, and then you can move on to the age group qualifier uh, and then ultimately the CrossFit Games. And so... Um, I was so surprised that I qualified in the top 10%. I think uh, in the first round of qualification, I finished in the 600s um, of like 15,000 people. Um, I went on to compete in the age group qualifier, uh, which was four workouts that had to be done in three days. I think it was four workouts and they were intense. I mean, it was the hardest I've worked physically in a long time. Some things were super taxing. Uh, and I came out at the end of that weekend uh, in 200 and I don't know, 223rd place, I think is what it was out of 15,000 people that competed 
in the 45 to 49 year old category. And so I was just so proud of myself because it was unexpected. Again, it wasn't something I was really trying for. And so, um, yeah, it just, it, it, it got me really fired up. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to continue to compete like that, but I'll be at it again in the open in 2024 and we'll see what happens. No expectations that I'll even make it back. Um, some other cool personal things that happened. Um, we took uh, an amazing trip up to Tahoe, uh, Michelle and I, my wife, with some of our friends to go see Old Dominion, which is one of our favorite bands. We saw dozens of concerts this last year, which is no surprise to anybody that knows me. Majority of those were country concerts, which again is not a surprise if you know me. Uh, but one of the coolest concerts we actually went to this last year was uh, my wife, uh, my oldest daughter and her boyfriend and my youngest daughter, we all went to see NF, uh, who is an incredible rapper, just a gifted, gifted artist. And so we got to see him here in Southern California uh, just a couple months back. And man, that was probably one of my favorite concerts of the year. Uh, his energy, his storytelling, his talent. Uh, it was just, oh man, it was amazing. Um, the concert that I wished I would have gone to and didn't get to uh, was Taylor Swift. Um, I was uh, able to send my two daughters along with my wife and one of her friends uh, to the concert. I was uh, out of the uh, out of the state speaking uh, when Taylor Swift came to LA for that tour. But um, I had heard from many people and then definitely from my family, especially my 14-year-old, who is a huge Taylor Swift fan, that it was just the best concert they've ever been to. And so thank you for rubbing that in because I didn't get to go. <laughs> Maybe next time, but I don't think there'll be another Eras tour like that one. Um, and then probably the central um, point of um, amazement uh, in the year, uh, at least from just uh, an experiential standpoint, uh, was uh, Hawaii. Uh, we went to Hawaii, uh, my wife and I, and, uh, and my girls, along with 11 other people, I think it was, um, uh, other th uh, three other families. And man, we just had an incredible week in Hawaii. We stayed in a private residence on the North Shore of Oahu. I mean, we just had the time of our lives. It was so special. Those are memories that we have made that we will never, ever forget about. And I'm super grateful that my life, that my business all affords me the opportunity to be able to do things like that with my family and friends. So that was just incredible. Uh, and, uh, and I will never forget it. Um, two other really amazing things transformationally that happened personally for me uh, were um, I completed a two-year program at church uh, for just uh, pastoral rehabilitation and restoration after stepping down from ministry in 2020. There was just still a lot of hurt and a lot of scar and struggle. And um, I spent two years uh, with a small group of men, uh, as well as two of the pastors of our church, just working through growth and rehabilitation and reconciliation. And uh, as we finished, uh, actually just a couple of weeks ago, it was just, um, I just realized what an amazing gift it was. Uh, what uh, this time uh, in season at our church, Southlands Church in Brea has been, um, what that uh, season of restoration, that two years of being in close community with other pastors that um, had been in similar situations to me, uh, bringing our wives into those conversations uh, on a pretty regular basis. I mean, it was just so, so, so powerful. 
And then something I've shared on the podcast in the past, which I'm not going to spend too much time on, but uh, was the fast I did from January 30th to February 1st. So that was three straight days of water, black coffee, and one protein drink a day. Um, that was one of the most taxing uh, things I've ever done. It was one of the most cleansing and definitely one of the most transformational, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, and absolutely spiritually. And uh, so anyway, you can go back and listen to, I don't even know what podcast episode it is. I probably should have made a note of that, but it was just a few episodes back. I talked about that fast and how transformational it was for me. So that was pretty incredible. On the professional side of things, um, I... Got to speak seven different times. I think that was the count. Uh, it could be eight, but I think it was seven different times. I get to go out and speak uh, on my book, on sales, on high performance. Just, uh, just I love to do that. I'm praying for many more opportunities to do that. I already have a few booked for the first quarter of 2024, and I cannot wait to do that dozens of times in 2024. I got to do three different corporate workshops uh, on sales, leadership development, personal growth and development. I mean, just those things were incredible moments and I loved each one that I was able to do. Um, probably the height of uh, the year for me professionally was launching my book. Uh, and while I'll speak to that in a second, obviously, and you've heard this story, there was a lot of challenge uh, related to launching my book with my publisher going bankrupt and uh, having to delay my launch and issues on release day with Amazon. It doesn't matter because the book is out. Uh, it is alive. It's up here in the corner uh, of the screen. If you're watching Wounds, How Hurt, Heartache, and Tragedy Become the Keys to Unlocking Greatness. And after two years of, of writing and labor and overcoming obstacles, to see that thing in physical print was just an absolute joy. And if you supported that, if you own a copy of that, hardback, paperback, Kindle, whatever that may be, thank you, thank you so much. I uh, am planning to record an audio version of that that will be uh, loaded up to Audible, and then will also actually come out as individual episodes of my podcast, probably in the second quarter of 2024, but it will be available through Kindle early in 2024, so probably February is what we're targeting for there. So I'm excited for the audio version, but just thank you guys all so much for supporting that book. I've sold about 500 copies at this point, and I'm just super duper grateful. Can't wait to break that thousand mark. It just sounds like a good a next round number uh, to get after. Um, so, uh, oh, and in addition to that, I mean, um, I was actually, and again, this was another challenge. Like this was just a roller coaster of a year. I had some great opportunities, some amazing clients I served, had some down months, some things not come through and fall through that we thought were going to come through. But by God's grace, I landed the biggest consulting uh, uh, deal that I ever have uh, in uh, just a couple of months back. And as the result of that, that brought my whole year to even. And so while that is not that was not my goal, uh, and I wanted to be able to accomplish so much more. I'm grateful to God and thankful for the opportunities that I was given uh, to bring my year back to about flat. And so that's actually uh, a win for me because uh, even as uh, late as uh, late September, it wasn't looking like that was going to happen. So I'm just super duper grateful uh, that that's the case. 
Um, I've shared some of the professional challenges uh, that I went through. And again, this is how I reflect. I typically try to reflect on my highlights first uh, so I can just work through those to see um, all of the ways that God worked in my life. And so sometimes, uh, like I, I did for this, went back in the calendar and just looked at key days and, and moments and events and things like that. I need to do a better job of, of logging those things so I can remember them because it's hard to remember the wins. It's easy usually to remember the losses. Uh, it's just kind of the weird way that we're wired. Anyway, so I usually work through the positive reflections first, just so I can feel good and celebrate all the good that God did in my life. And then I like to work through the challenges, not to commiserate around them, but to be able to learn and grow from them and to see what I take away from them. So uh, as I mentioned, obviously my book launch, man, it was just, it was brutal. Those last couple of months of learning my publisher was going bankrupt, uh, trying to put the pieces back together, trying to build new partnerships. It was so hard. Some of the darkest days of the year uh, were were in that, uh, probably from July until September when my book launched. Like that, those three months were so so hard, and some I had some really dark days. And I'm grateful to, for the people that came around me, my wife uh, at the center of that, but then so many other good friends that just stepped up to encourage and support and pray and lean into what I was doing. Um, that was the biggest professional challenge. Again, like my flat year was a challenge, but I'm really celebrating that because again, I came from so far behind uh, throughout the year. Um, on the personal side of things, I had two kind of really big challenges. One was thematic throughout the year, and that was just a lot of mental struggle with failure uh, and not living up to my own expectations. And I can get into all the reasons why that is dangerous, but uh, I will just say that it was a wrestle because I believe I'm called to far more than I've accomplished so far. And that could be a timing thing. Uh, that could be a capacity thing, um, but it just hasn't happened. And I believe that it's going to happen, not just because I think so, but because I've prayed so hard about it and so diligently about it, though I can do better. And I've also been affirmed by so many people outside that this is the path that I'm called to. But struggling to not be there and to come up short and to launch a program and for it to not come to fruition and to, um, uh, you know, just so many things, even um, on book release day. We sold enough books to be a number one Amazon bestseller in at least two of the three categories that I was in. But because of an issue on Amazon's side with fulfillment, we missed all of those targets. And I was so discouraged. And it was hard to fight against the discouragement of losing that, all the while celebrating the fact that the book was live. And I had 65 or 70 people at a live event here in my office to celebrate the launch of that book and support me. But that that battle was ongoing, and it was a real, real big personal challenge. And if I'm super honest with you, I'm still in it. I'm still struggling every single day uh, through that. And I have equipped myself with some really good tools. I'm taking some of my own medicine from my book. Um, I am in an incredible mastermind, and those three men that are in that mastermind with me are surrounding me and supporting me through it. My wife's been incredible, and some of my close friends have as well. The other big challenge that I faced in 2023 uh, had to do with alcohol. Um, and so uh, in late October, um, we went to a concert. Um, we got a suite. We got a party bus out to that suite. 
Uh, and we had uh, what was set to be an incredible time uh, watching our my favorite band, Old Dominion. And I'm just so ashamed to say that I woke up the next morning and I remember half of the night and, um, and I had a wicked hangover and I just, after the sickness started to wear off, I didn't get sick, but I just felt terrible all day, as I'm sure you can assume. But through that process towards the end of the day, probably four or five o'clock that next day, I finally thought to myself, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of what I did. And what was interesting was I talked to my wife. I talked to a couple of the friends that were there and everybody said that I was fine. Like I didn't do anything out of character. I didn't say anything inappropriate. They could definitely tell that I, I had a lot to drink, um, but that I didn't do anything out of sorts. And yet that didn't matter. It wasn't that I crossed some ethical line or moral line. It's that that's not who I want to be. Um, I have. Um, I have had seasons of life previous to coming to faith uh, where alcohol was just way too much a part of a, of the majority of my nights out and celebrations. I wasn't an alcoholic. I didn't need alcohol. But when I did, uh, when I would go out and have it, I would just party hard. And so after coming to faith, I went five years without drinking at all. Uh, then I slowly began to introduce that back in. And I was responsibly handling that for the most part, uh, for the better part of probably the last eight years. Um, but the last couple of years since stepping down from ministry, um, I just started to let it slide. And again, it wasn't that it was frequent, even though the summer creates more frequency because we're at the lake. And so we're drinking sometimes during the day, though I don't drink much when I drive the boat. Um, but like then events, and we were in Vegas a couple of times and up in Tahoe, like all the Hawaii, like all these things. And there was just always a reason and always an excuse. And I was just letting it slide more and more and more. But this was the worst. And so through that shame and through that guilt, I reached out for help, uh, basically just reached out to a community of men uh, that I trust very deeply and said, hey, uh, I went too far. It's time for me to wrangle that back in and I need you to hold me accountable. And so wrangling that back in meant for me that I committed to not drinking alcohol through the rest of 2023. So that will be uh two and change months, so probably about 10 weeks, which isn't really that big of a deal uh, uh, because, again, it wasn't like I was drinking that frequently, but um, just a commitment that I needed to make. I have to tell you that – so definitely the physical benefits have been realized so quickly. All the inflammation has gone from my body. And, again, this is crazy because I was only drinking once or twice a month and on average, I would drink three to four drinks when I would when I would uh, when I would drink. Again, there was a couple of times like that event that I had way way too much. Um, but more often than not, it wasn't a lot of volume and it wasn't a lot of frequency. But having none of it has completely flushed my body of inflammation, swelling, uh, water retention. Like it's nuts. Like uh, I was with a friend the other day and when I was sharing with uh, this with him, he's like, gosh, I can actually see that in your face. It just looks leaner. And it's crazy uh, because I can feel it. In addition to the lack of inflammation, I've dropped seven pounds um, and nothing else has changed. My uh, exercise regimen is the same. My eating is the same. As a matter of fact, maybe I'm actually eating a little bit more crappy, uh, but uh, just 
not having alcohol and and the negative effects resulting from that uh, have just helped me to lose some weight that I wasn't even intending to lose, but it's been great. So those things. My mental clarity is far better. Um, I wear a whoop strap. And so if you wear a whoop, you can see how bad uh, alcohol hinders your body's ability to be able to recover and then function as it normally should. I'll get into more of that in a second. Um, but um, it just, it's given me so much more clarity. Like I just, every day I wake up feeling better. Um, again, though I wasn't drinking a lot, it's just helping me overall. So that has been so big for me. And then the biggest piece of all, and I shared this in a social media post a couple of, about a week ago, a week ago, but one of the biggest benefits to this whole process for me has been that my decision to not drink and then being presented with at least six events or opportunities to consume alcohol, birthday party, celebrations, Thanksgiving, a couple of other events. Through every single one of those, it's given me the opportunity to say no when invited to have a drink or two, even just a taste or whatever. Like I am 100% dry right now uh, from alcohol. And doing that has given me this incredible feeling of empowerment. It's so weird because again, it wasn't like this was an ongoing or serious problem, but there has been something about choosing to not drink and then saying no when presented with easy opportunities to drink that has given me such a sense of empowerment. I feel like I can run through a freaking wall. Like I am more clear and more focused than I have ever been. And I have a deeper belief and sense that greatness is ahead for me than I ever have before in large part because of this decision to stop drinking. And so you may be asking yourself, so does that mean you're done forever? I don't know yet. Um, for sure, through uh, through the end of the year, um, which means no, no alcohol on New Year's Eve. Um, and then I'm going to, I'm not sure yet. I don't think I will be socially drinking anymore at all, meaning I don't think I'll go out and drink at parties, concerts, and things like that. I think that if I am to introduce any alcohol, it will maybe be with like a drink with a meal or something like that, or an ounce of bourbon from time to time just to enjoy um, bourbon that, 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 I, that I do enjoy. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I'm not sure yet. But... Part of that journey, um, and this was a gift from a friend of mine, Kyle, um, he, um, he had shared this book that he was listening to called The Naked Mind, and that, or This Naked Mind, and um, that book has been profound for me on this journey uh, with alcohol. Um, I've heard some great podcasts from guys like Andrew Huberman, who is completely sober of alcohol uh, and in incredible shape. Uh, he is, um, uh, he focuses on physiology uh, up at Stanford uh, and biology. Just it, it, he's, he's a genius and his uh, 
insights into health and fitness are just incredible. And so he talks about not drinking and his choices to not drink, though he doesn't say uh, everybody has to quit, but he just talks a lot about it. So I've been listening to him on and off. But this book, which actually I'm going to look it up right now. I, I don't have it pulled up, uh, but I want to make sure that I, I share her name because it's been so, so, so powerful. Uh, so her name is Annie Grace. Uh, the book is This Naked Mind. Uh, the subtitle is Control Alcohol, Find Freedom, Discover Happiness, and Change Your Life. It has been incredible. The information that she has shared on alcohol, our relationship to it, our perspective around it, societal and cultural norms, our psychology, even scientific data. It has just been profound. And so by God's grace, uh, that book came into my purview at the right time uh, because it has just absolutely transformed the way that I see alcohol as a whole. And again, it's leading me more and more down the path that I just probably don't need it. Uh, I definitely don't need it, um, but I, I don't think I want it. And so again, there's still some more discovery and exploring to do, but I'm not 100% sure. But again, my, my, my reflection through all of that is by choosing to do something that was so easy to give into, I have given myself a level of empowerment I haven't felt in a long time. By saying no to something, it's giving me the confidence to say yes to other things. And so as I think ahead to 2024, uh, just a couple of things that I want to highlight, and I'm not willing to share all of my thoughts, all of my goals uh, yet. I may do that, um, but I don't think you really care that much. Maybe I'll share it in a post across my social platforms uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe with this podcast, I'll share it in the show notes or something. But one of the things that this has done for me is this has given me the clarity, uh, this whole process of reflection, again, a, the big part of alcohol, but even going all the way back to my fast at the beginning of the year, which uh, we're going to do again in the new year. And I'm nervous, but I think I'll do the three day again uh, because of what it did for me. Um, just broke me down, but built me back up uh, anyway. But this big theme for 2024 for me is going to be doing hard things. That's not my phrase. Uh, that's actually something that Goggins talks about a lot, do hard things. Um, but I want to start challenging myself more. So one thing that I'm just kind of putting out there as a thought, and I don't know if this will ever come to fruition, but kind of one of the things that I've, I've had some dreams about recently is the possibility of getting a group of men together once a month to do hard things together. Um, to strap a bunch of weight on our back and go uh, hike it for 10 miles, 15 miles, um, just stuff like that. So um, the probably um, the hard things will be physical things, most likely uh, that uh, that we would center around. But um, the gathering wouldn't just be about that. It would be also realizing that while the physical things are ways that we practically apply ourselves, um, there are a lot of other hard things that we need to commit to, like being incredible husbands, incredible fathers, incredible leaders and influencers in our community. Uh, we need to be the ones to set the tone uh, on how we provide for and protect this world that is so deeply in need of good, strong male leaders. So 
That's something I've been dreaming about a lot. I don't know how that's going to come to fruition yet, uh, but that's something I'm thinking about. If that's of interest to you, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm down to do something like that, uh, hit me up. I'd love to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, if you're somewhere else in the country, maybe we can come to you and do something there too, uh, whether it's me and you or me and a group of people. Uh, we'll see. Anyway, so that's something I'm thinking about. But it also means that I'm going to lean even harder into the vision that I believe God has given me. Um, so as of now, as it stands, kind of my um, tagline for the year is going to be God's vision is my victory. I really want to be focused intentionally on God's vision for my life and committed fully to the fact that that living out that vision is the victory that I need to celebrate. If I can walk in the path that God has called me to, that is victory. If I produce outcomes, wonderful, but that is what I want to deem every bit of success on in 2024. And you may be asking yourself, but Ryan, how am I, how, how are you going to measure success in something like that? And I'll tell you, through reflection, at the end of 2024, I will know whether or not I was successful in fulfilling that vision for myself, which is God's vision is my victory. So that's going to be my focus in the new year. I want to align every single one of my actions to God's guidance. I want to do better about praying to God more diligently, asking him for what I want, being quiet and listening to what it is he has for me, and then taking steps as he directs me. So that's going to be incredibly important for me. I want to focus on nurturing strong relationships within my family. I have an incredible family. Uh, my wife and two kids mean the world to me. We are close. I want to continue to nurture that more and more and more. I want to focus on maintaining my physical and mental well-being. Um, Again, um, you know, that's things like maybe being alcohol free. It's being consistent in the gym. It's sleeping a minimum of seven, but ideally eight hours a night. It's focusing on rest and recovery just as much on physical activity. It's making sure my supplementation is as good as it can be. It's making sure that I'm regularly doing blood testing and tracking my biomarkers to ensure that I'm on the right track. Uh, I want to be the best in the best physical and mental shape that I can possibly be in without uh, being crazy committed to just one specific area. And then I want to drive more go growth in my coaching program. And I believe that's part of God's vision for me is to take what we've done uh, with wounds uh, and help others to unlock the greatness that's inside of them. And the vision to do that is through uh, short mini courses and master classes. We have a one-year coaching program that we're about to launch and make available to everybody to help individuals work through creating their own mission and vision, identifying their purpose, their passions, their principles, the roles that they're called to, the habits and disciplines that they need to practice on a day in and day out basis, how to deal with the everyday challenges of life, as well as all of the wounds that I still have from the past. And ultimately, 
to focus on focusing on unlocking the greatness that I believe has been created inside of every single one of us. It's different for each of us, but it's inside every single one of us. So that's my big vision for 2024. That is something that I want to be uber focused on um, to supplement some of that stuff. You know, I, I'm passionate about strong and healthy marriages. And while I don't necessarily have a platform for that, um, I want to encourage more and more um, men specifically, but couples uh, generally to fight for strong and healthy marriages. Um, I stepped through two extremely difficult situations this year with couples that were on the verge of divorce. By God's grace, uh, they have recovered um, and are doing far better, but I want to do more of that because I know there are people listening right now on this podcast that are struggling in their marriage, and I want to be an encouragement if I can in any way. Um, I've walked that path. Michelle and I have been man, all over the place in our marriage, but by God's grace, we are on an incredible path. We have a great a level of communication. Uh, we have a lot of intentionality, uh, which has resulted in just so many high highs, great experiences with each other, dates. Our relationship mentally, emotionally, physically is better than it's ever been. And I want to help others to be able to do the same. I'm passionate about God-honored masculinity, God-honoring masculinity. I want to help elevate strong men in this world. I don't need to get into all the nuances of what that means. I want to see more strong men rise up, not to exercise authority or lord over people, but to lead people, to provide for and protect the people that are in this country, in this world, in their homes, in their communities, in their churches. We need to see more men rise up. And I believe that this, for the small audience that I've been given, that that's part of the message that I need to continue to communicate. And that is what I want to model as well. I want to do right. I want to speak the truth. I want to be loving and considerate of as many people as I possibly can. And ultimately, I want to help inspire people to be the best that they can be. That was a lot. And I didn't even get into a lot of the details around what that actually means. And I may, I may in weeks to come about how all that will play out. But hopefully, uh, this episode did two things for you. Number one is it just gave you some more perspective into who I am and into how I've experienced life and how I look at life and how I try to grow and learn myself. But also, hopefully, it gave you some formulas by which uh, you can learn and grow yourself. Um, one other thing that I'm going to do, I'm looking this up so I make sure to get uh, this title right. Uh, so we have created a guide called uh, A Guide to Personal Reflection, Realization, and Reinforcement. A Guide to uh, Personal Reflection, Realization, and Reinforcement. And it works through five different areas of personal, professional, financial, relational, and spiritual areas of your life. And so um, I want to offer that guide to you. It's just a simple, simple couple of pages that can just give you some guidance around how to work through your own year-end process or end-of-season process. 
so you can realize, so you can reinforce um, all the things that you've been doing and reflect like I just did on this episode. So um, we will link uh, to a copy of that in the show notes. Um, and if you can't find that, whatever, you can DM us on any social platform and we'd be happy to give it away as well. Uh, but that's our gift to you as a way of saying thank you for getting this far. So hopefully this helps you, gives you some tools, helps lead you into an incredible 2024. If you have any other questions, thoughts, concerns around any of this stuff, I'm going to encourage you to a couple of things if you're listening to this podcast. One is you can always reach out to me, ryan at ryanjamesmiller.com. I give my direct email address away. You can shoot me a note. I'd be happy to answer any questions, support you in any way, set up a call uh, to, to talk some of this uh, through some of this with you if you're challenged in a specific area. I would encourage you to join our private Facebook community. We will link that in the show notes as well. That's called Unlocking Greatness. And we are doing weekly live webinars uh, and training sessions on personal and professional growth and development. There's just been so much benefit and so much power there. We have an incredible 2024 uh, set up. So be ready for that. Um, and so join that community. It's free, but it's private. And so it's like-minded individuals that are striving together to unlock the greatness that are inside of them. So do that. And then engage in some of our programs. We've got an incredible program for 97 bucks. It's called Unlocking Foundations. It will help you lay out the foundation for your purpose, your passion, and your principles. And so this is a simple tool broken down into three videos that will be helpful for you uh, in uh, understanding and unlocking your foundations, the ground that you stand on, so therefore you can build upon that. And so I'd encourage you to check that out. We've got other programs that are available too, but those are some of the things that I would highly encourage you uh, to check out. And finally, last thing, uh, and this is an ask for me, is would you be so kind as to share this podcast with somebody else? If it wasn't this episode, then one of your favorite episodes from the year, that you have listened to because we have some incredible episodes kicking off in, in mid-January. We're going to be working through 12 specific pillars of our coaching program, and I am going to talk through and teach through concepts, ideas, and even case studies around each one of these things, values and identity, vision and competence, doing a self-assessment through a SWOT analysis, how to find the right types of mentorship, redefining success and aligning your goals and so on. There is gonna be so much power and benefit. These are gonna be educational episodes for season four. Um, that will probably go through March uh, and then uh, we're gonna take a break. Uh, then we're going to release um, the audiobook as individual podcast episodes, and then we'll pick back up in the summer uh, with some great uh, guest episodes again. So share away, would you please uh, like us, like it, share it, subscribe if you're not already. Thank you guys so much. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you supporting this podcast. It's been a great year. We took a big break over the summer because there were so many other things that we were focused on, but we are back. We've got more coming for you. So please, please stay tuned so we can help you to unlock the greatness that God has put inside of you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Authentic Conversations. If you are ready to live the life you've dreamed of, I'm here to help. Head to ryanjamesmiller.com slash podcast to begin your journey. And if this episode impacted you in any way, pay it forward by sharing it with someone you know. 
I'm Ryan James Miller, and I'll see you next time on Authentic Conversations.